coming to you today to talk about a project that uh, we are beginning phase one on. Um, as many of you know, the uh, South Navy Boulevard from Barrancas Avenue down to the uh, bridge at Bayou Grand is a, a longtime um, facility that uh, serves the front gate of Pensacola NAS. Uh, over the years, um, the the property around the area has, has, I think everyone would acknowledge, been in a slight decline. Uh, <laughs> slight decline? <laughs> I mean, it's... Mm. You're, that's that's the euphemism to win all euphemisms, okay? This is Chris Phillips. He is the Escambia County traffic engineer, good guy, sharp guy. Came over from Santa Rosa County and now is solving traffic problems for Escambia County. Talking at the uh, Transportation Planning Organization, the TPO meeting that took place, uh, what was this, last Wednesday? I think it was last Wednesday, yeah. Um, and about the, um, the project that they're going to do on the front entrance to NAS Pensacola, going all the way up to Barrancas. We have uh, come up with an initiative um, at Commissioner Kohler's um, request to do a corridor management study along there as phase one of an ultimate uh, design and construction effort to increase the aesthetic, uh, the, the pleasing aesthetic along that area, and also work with the Navy to install some uh, variable message boards to help them out with with base posturing and and requirements of of the front gate. Okay, so part of this is going to be a. I mean, this is the, the first phase of the study. Okay, about three hundred fifty thousand dollars to study that whole area to decide what's the best thing to do. Part of it, again, Mike Kohler, Commissioner for District Two, very exciting to hear about this. He had mentioned it at the Scambi County Commission meeting, and uh, I had happened. To, I had recorded but had not listened yet to the TPO meeting. I sometimes get behind on watching all these things. Um, and I'm actually torn on the Milton City Council meeting that I cannot listen to because there's no audio for it. It's all static. But there's a part of it that's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Not another meeting anyway. But no, I mean, I want to. It's just you can't listen to it. Uh, anyway, so back to the TPO. Uh, Mike Kohler uh, asked for this, and the idea is to study that whole stretch of road from the north entrance to the base all the way up to Barrancas and uh, basically see if there's not a better way that we can do a whole bunch of things, including the message boards that would help it, you know, keep you informed about base status if there's an issue, uh, change in status or for access, and also some things that have to do with helping with the truck traffic, which should not be going toward the base. It seems that no matter how many uh, truck route signs you put up, you're always, you always seem to have one that wants to go through the front gate, and clearly they're not equipped for that. Along with that, we're going to look at some uh, county property right near the bridge to install a uh, potential truck turnaround so that they don't get hung up in the front gate. That's great. And Mike Kohler kind of explained the thinking here. Um, in the past, they had talked about this only as a sort of beautification project, you know, tidy up the landscaping and restripe the roads. Now they're talking about massive redesign of that whole roadway. This project has basically been endorsed by several last COs, the current CO would like this. Um, this is also addressed in the NASP cut study as one of the roads along with Gulf Beach Highway. The other thing about this road, I don't know, I think most people know that Barrancas does about five to seven funerals a day. And as, if you've been down that road, the last stop is blight going onto the base. Um, Obviously, it's in my district. We're using CRA dollars for the study. Yeah, I mean, with that many funerals proceeding through there, through the north entrance. And one of the things here is north entrance versus, like, Gulf Beach Highway and the back entrance. The back entrance is fine. I mean, it's, it doesn't have – if you drive the, the through the main entrance, the north entrance that the public doesn't usually get to go through, um, it's 
not good. I mean, it looks like you're driving through the blighted area. It looks like you're driving through the third world. You know, um, I mean, there's some bright spots in that area, but for the most part, it's very much not the uh, bright, shiny, happy entrance to the base that we would hope that it was, especially for the funeral processions as they're going through there. We want to show our military service members who have, uh, you know, are going into Brancus, want to show them the best that we possibly can. Uh, Colton Wright, he is the uh, District 5 Commissioner in Santa Rosa County. By the way, the TPO is made up of Baldwin County, Santa Rosa County, Escambia County, all the commissioners. City councils, you know, are on this mayor. It's a big board. It's like 20 different people. There's all kinds of people on this board. Anyway, Colton Wright is the chairman of the board. I think that that area definitely has been in decline. And uh, I think it's important that the the entire community rallies around and tries to put our our best face forward right there, right off the base there. Totally agreed. Uh, There's a, a number of people that from around the country that come and visit you know, Naval Air Station, Pensacola, and that, and that aviation museum. And I think it's, uh, it's a good cause to step up and try to clean that up through there. So thank you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Sam Parker, who, of course, used to be an Escambia County Sheriff's deputy and drove in that area all the time. On the record, I, I fully support it. I mean, I, I worked uh, Orrington and Brownsville CRA projects when I was at the sheriff's office. And I love how eloquently Chris put it with a slight state of decline. I- <laughs> It's, you know, that is such a euphemism to say it that way. We'll come back to this in a second because the um, the particulars here that, of what might happen are really exciting to think about. The complete redesign, reimagining, makeover of that whole access road. Uh, it's a fascinating project. We'll come back to this in a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, we're looking good on our roadways. This traffic report is brought to you by Frontier Motors. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Gulf Beach Highway not showing any delays. We're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. Highway 29 is accident-free from the Atmore cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. And if you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90, no accidents on your way there. If you do see anything out there, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. Frontier Motors, the only dealer Dave Ramsey recommends in Pensacola. Frontier Motors on Beverly Parkway. I'm Jake Walker with your Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to the uh, Transportation Planning Organization TPO meeting that took place last Wednesday and their uh, proposal to to study, to spend about $350,000 to study all the alternatives on the basically the access road going into Navy Boulevard going into the base from Barrancas and you know what might be done to uh, change that from the eyesore that it is right now into something much better. Sam Parker, again, former uh, Escambia County Sheriff's deputy. I've drove that road as many times as anybody in this room. I mean, most of the time it was in a, a white and green Tahoe, but I agree with everything else said. I mean, we need to do it. I, I just wonder what is that 350,000 bias versus using that to, to buy some dilapidated building or to offer a grant program to, to help with some of those for facade grants or something. If, if it's not helping towards the engineering and Chris has already stated, you want to address the turnaround with the trucks and other things. I, I'm genuinely just curious, like what, what's the study for rather than spend that money on actually just fixing crap up? <laughs> Which is a fair question, right? Why would we spend a third of a million dollars just to study something where we kind of know in advance what we need to do. And the answer is because there's a lot that we're going to be looking at. The study will be very similar to um, some that have happened, and I'm going to talk about Santa Rosa County, along uh, Highway 90 and 98 over the past several decades. Uh, It looks at areas where you could, uh, instead of having the asphalt bi-directional left turn lane that goes all the way down the center, where you could put some uh, landscape medians 
It will also look at some places where maybe some driveways could be combined um, to be able to, you know, make it safer to be able to see where to go because sometimes when there's just a giant sea of asphalt, it becomes a free for all and that's just not efficient for the movement of, of traffic. And it, it, a lot of it goes back again to the landscaping element not only center direction turn lanes, but some places where there can be some landscaping along along each side of the road. So obviously general beautification, use of the asphalt, what might be better than just the the way it's laid out right now? Is there a better configuration of the lanes, especially as you get close to the base? We're also looking at uh, through the traffic counts and, and movements that will result from this study, the potential to, there are three lanes coming out of the base two lanes headed toward the base again and with that center turn lane perhaps three lanes are no longer needed due to different uh different missions at the base and the striping can be re regrouped in order to be able to uh facilitate a bike lane on both sides yeah so you could be talking about you know physical median in on navy boulevard you could be talking about bike lanes reduced lanes um also uh and this you know it I was having trouble getting my brain around what this might eventually look like. Because, again, right now it looks like, um, well, to quote Sam Parker, crap. <laughs> it really does. And uh, what it might look like eventually. And then th he, Chris said this. And um, there will also be a lighting study included in this corridor management study. To uh, There are some lights out there. It's not a full corridor lighting plan. And those lights are the old... Um, uh, halide type lights that are orange, uh, everything that DOT is doing these days, as you've seen on Highway 90, is the LED lights. It is just so much better and so much brighter at that point. So, you know, I'm thinking of like, you know, Nine Mile, although that's a bigger road. I'm thinking of like Olive. I'm thinking of some of the places where we've put a lot of money into, you know, revamping the roadway and just lighted, prettier, cleaner, and more efficient use of the various interconnectivity elements of it that, I mean, this is kind of exciting that they're actually going to do this. Now, the downside of this is, you know, $350,000 buys you a study for a project that's going to be, you know, $10 million. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a lot more than that when we get all done with it. Uh, but the TPO doesn't spend, you know, these are uh, state roads. And so I'm 90% sure Navy is a state road. I could be wrong about that. But, yeah, it's a state road. Uh, I was just checking real quick on the map, 295. Um this is the TPO's purpose is to be the local source of information, like the advisory board telling FDOT what to do. So the TPO sets all the priorities for the roads that FDOT then, you know, deals with. Like the TPO tells FDOT, hey, build us an interchange at, you know, Beulah and I-10, that kind of stuff. And, and all kinds of other things as well. So the TPO is kind of like the, um, you know, all of the local elected officials telling FDOT, and LDOT, too, because they're part of their, you know, our, our region, uh, telling them what to do, you know, what's a priority. And so they're telling FDOT, hey, spend money on this. This is important. And, you know, I agree with this concept. 621 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. What are your thoughts? Necessary? Uh, too much money? Waste of money? Doesn't need it? Or you're excited about the prospect of maybe, you know, five to ten years down the road. Sorry. We, uh, you know, we have a much more pretty approach and a much more functionally modern approach to NAS Pensacola from the north side. 621 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know when to buy or sell? 
you'll need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 9 a.m. right after Pensacola Morning News to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Levin Ricky Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's today at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. <laughs> the way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate, from managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. As an IRS-certified PEO, Avalon HR can help. From running your payrolls, remitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and their HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Do you feel disconnected from the educational resources your family needs? Resources like free tutoring, aftercare, and scholarships? Join me, the host of Voices United in Education podcast, Meredith Hackworth-Edwards, and Cody Struther from the Scandia County Public Schools on Pensacola's Expert Panel, Thursday, February 15th at 9.30 a.m. We'll talk scholarships, aftercare, and tutoring, as well as our first-ever Podcast of Palooza event on March 2nd. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions, 850-437-1620. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. 4 to 7 on News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Come on, on the snap, Vincent. Now, where was I? Um, <laughs> I'm excited to be back. I'm very excited. Why am I back? Uh, you may be asking yourselves. It's a very reasonable question. Uh, I have committed a lot of crimes. <laughs> From what I understand, talk show hosts are granted immunity, so it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense, but take it up with the founders. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man, I was telling you the other day how I, I really do enjoy Jon Stewart. He is a totally different kind of voice in uh, late-night comedy, and I'm glad he's back at The Daily Show. The first, the Super Bowl was yesterday. There's a gentleman in the crowd who's delighted that uh, Kansas City won. It was really, sadly, a lose-lose for real America. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are world champions, which means the decades-long plot in which Travis and Taylor brainwash America into getting 
into getting routine vaccinations is complete. <laughs> but it was really kind of a no-win for conservatives. I mean, if the Chiefs lost, who wins? The People's Communist Republic of Gay Pelosi Stan. <laughs> It's almost like the right's ridiculous obsession with politicizing every aspect of American life ruins everything. <laughs> and I, and he, he was telling some other jokes that aren't really worth replaying, but I, he got to one point and he's like, Are you disappointed yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're a very funny man. 626 on News Radio 923. Uh, he's a lot of criticism of him from the left because he was critical of Biden a lot and Biden's mental issues in the uh, first show on Monday. Jake's got traffic on the files. We'll come back to this a little bit later. Jake, go ahead. They forget, though, that he is an artist and a comedian. Yes. So, that's right. All right. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds this morning, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. We're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90, you're looking good there as well. But if you do see anything slowing you down on the roadways this morning, please let me know. Call or text 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Yeah, he was his first target was the Biden press conference in which he absolutely disproved any claims that he has memory issues oh yeah by having memory issues allow me to present to you a one-man show <laughs> about what joe biden's advisors were doing when he turned around and went back to the podium <laughs> the show is called no do not go back <laughs> please but he went back i'm a and then <laughs> And the hits kept coming. Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. Now, geography buffs might have noticed <laughs> Gaza and Mexico do not share a border. <laughs> that Biden was referring to Sisi, the president of Egypt, not Mexico. Unless it was even worse than that, and he thinks the president of Mexico is named C. C. Oh, nice. So, yeah, no, it was, um, it was good. The Super Bowl was on Sunday, and the president was offered a chance, as per tradition, to do an interview where millions and millions of people could see him competently and clearly lay out his 2024 agenda. Or he could just turn that down and do what this is. The Biden-Harris campaign joined TikTok over the weekend. The first video was released during the Super Bowl, and it shows President Biden answering questions related to the big game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. looking older. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the return of John Stewart to the Daily Show did not disappoint. All right, Steve, we got a time for buy one or two quick headlines. What do you got, sir? Well, two climate protesters at the National Archives have been arrested for dumping pink powder on the case, which is holding the U.S. Constitution. The two men were calling on President Biden to declare a climate emergency, but they were arrested within minutes. The National Archives are closed down for the rest of the day. And it uh, looks like a couple of people are in custody after yesterday's mass shooting at the Kansas City Super Bowl victory rally. We'll hear more about that with Fox News coming up in just about uh, 20 seconds. Yeah, we're going to talk to Wes Morano about EMS and some other things in the county. Those folks at the prime, uh, climate protest, at the uh, th- these were geniuses, genius-level people. They were not the sharpest knives in the drawer. Three people are detained in a mass shooting at yesterday's Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally. A local radio DJ was killed. At least 21 people are wounded, some critically, some children. I heard the gunshots. I thought they were fireworks at first, and everyone, uh, people around me thought they were fireworks, and then everyone started screaming, gunshots, gunshots. Gracie Wink was at the parade with her family. No word yet on a motive or what led to the shooting. Congressional leaders are briefed today on a national security threat, Russian anti-satellite nuclear weapon capabilities in space. It's something so important that House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner wanted all House members to see it. House Speaker Mike Johnson says he asked for a meeting with the president to talk about what he termed a, quote, serious national security issue. Fox's Chad Program at the Capitol. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning at 631, 50 degrees right now and partly cloudy. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. This week we're hearing from the Escambia County EMS chief at the center of calls to resign or be removed from at least a portion of employees. Speaking on Jeff Brigosh's Coffee with the, Coffee with the Commissioner, David Tercel says the effort to oust him is vindictive and personal. The wife of one of our employees made sure that this was spread all through the media in Alachua County where I came from. My phone's been blowing up from people Um, And uh, we did find last night on one of the national websites called EMS One, which is a nationwide EMS website that it's already been put out there for that as well. So, you know, that's how far disingenuous and defamatory statements will go. Torcell says when he took over two and a half years ago, he inherited a dumpster fire and has worked hard to change the culture, improve pay and increase the number of EMT and paramedic positions. A letter sent from the EMS union to commissioners last week accuses him of leading a toxic culture that values profits over people. Three dogs were taken into animal control custody following an attack in Escambia County yesterday afternoon. The incident happened around 1.30 p.m. at the 600 block of P Street. An Escambia County public information officer told Channel 3 News one person was transported to a local hospital by EMS. The patient's condition is currently unknown and no further information has been released. Escambia County Commissioner Jeff Prakash says things are picking up over the possible sale of the OLF8 property in Beulah. After agreeing to enter negotiations with Beulah Town Center LLC last week, Prakash says Precision Capital sent a revised offer to buy 290 acres of that property for $21 million. Prakash says while there are issues that would need to be revised, it was heartening to see them come back with a retooled offer. He adds there's also a third party interested. We've got another offer. Uh, it should be, it should be uh, on Monday. I met with, with those buyers as well, and I'm really intrigued by what they're going to bring. So, you know, this, this whole OLF-8, it's common fits and spurts and flurries of activity and then periods of lull. 
But I think we're on an uptick here, and I think between these three offers, we're going to find one that we can go with. Both uh, Beulah Town Center and Precision Capital say they're willing to abide by the master plan as well as the county's wish of retaining 250 acres for the purpose of job creation. Well, looks like it may be another nice day. Let's check our forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We will have a beautiful sunny day today with mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 40s. As you know, on Friday, mostly cloudy skies with a high near 64. 20% chance of rain by Friday evening. Temperatures Friday night near 51 degrees. Rain chances through Saturday. Showers likely with a high near 57. And Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 38. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson for the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, let's check in with Jake Walker for Traffic on the Fives. All right. Good morning, Steve. How you doing? Doing terrifically today. We're almost at Friday. I know. Almost there. Working for the weekend my friend oh, yeah. um well i'm not seeing anything on our roadways i-10 and i-110 are at posted speeds if you're in gulf breeze or navarra this morning i don't see anything slowing you down east or westbound nine mile not showing any issues mobile highway is clear through beulah no delays on burgess or olive Cervantes is clear through the curve on scenic and uh, longleaf drive mobile highway pine forest road north blue angel you get the point it, we're looking great so uh if you see anything out there you can always call or text our traffic tip line that number is 437 1620 20. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the five. Thanks, Jake. Right now, it's nice sunrise, 50 degrees in Pensacola, 50 also in Gulf Breeze, and 45 in Milton at 635. The next news is at 7, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana has shelved its plan to sell itself to insurance giant Elevance Health for $2.7 billion. Supporters say Elevance would have brought better medical services to Louisiana patients. Critics raise concerns over the health insurance giant's multiple litigation issues and increased premium prices. Elevance said it hopes negotiations with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana will continue. Hearts broke when Klondike announced the Choco Taco would be discontinued in 2022. Well, good news. Taco Bell has partnered with Portland-based ice cream company Salt and Straw to release its own version of the Choco Taco. It features waffle cones, cinnamon ice cream dipped in chocolate, and topped with toasted brown rice. Taco Bell says it is aiming to release the treat by this summer nationwide. Stocks are slightly higher Wednesday. The Dow Industrials gained 151. The Nasdaq up 203. That's your money now. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. 
Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in this Monday morning at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, all of our different programs, and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. News Radio Pensacola. Your home for informative, local, and dependable news and talk. Start your mornings off with the award-winning Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Followed by the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jake. Then get informed and laugh from 11 till 2 with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Followed by the Guy Benson Show. Your afternoon drive is anchored by Pensacola Right Now with Joe and Austin. Followed by Dave Ramsey. It's News Radio Pensacola. Heard on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. them specifically i said well okay there was obviously a vote give us the vote tally let us know i've heard from a couple different sources that it was 17 people total in the room the vote was the vote was called to send a no confidence letter about you and that one of the one of the men stepped up and said i'm not going to be a part of this and said no and 16 voted for it but don't we have 128 billets in ems don't we have 64 paramedics 64 emts 16 people is not 99 percent okay but that's those numbers are not accurate. Um, Commissioner Bragash yesterday repeating the allegation that the meeting in which they had the no confidence vote from the EMS union was only 17 people. I did what you should do, which is I asked the president and he said, no, there was 35 people in the room. One voted no. Nobody stood up in protest. Just one person voted no. 34 voted yes. Since then, about another 30 votes have come in, all of which were in favor. And they've added a number of people to the EMS union in the wake of this letter being sent asking for the, you know, basically the resignation ex- expressing a vote of no confidence in um, uh, Chief David Torcell. And uh, so they're now up to about a 64 to 1 on that vote, which is well more than half of the employees, uh, you know, frontline people who could be in the union. Uh, they're not all in the union, but, you know, of the ones that are, that's where their vote lies. Uh, joining us now, that was from yesterday's Coffee with the Commissioner. Of course, uh, Wes Moreno is always a part of that. He's the county administrator. Uh, Eric Gilmore, who's the director of public safety, was also there. And Chief Torcell, EMS chief, uh, the subject of a lot of the discussion lately. Uh, Wes, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, you know, I know the county's in the middle of doing a lot of great things, and I love to celebrate that stuff. Unfortunately, at the moment, this is kind of the uh, the point that we're talking about a bit because it's a lot of unhappiness and dissatisfaction within EMS. Uh, I assume you listened to the interview yesterday that we did with the president, and um, first, you know, reactions to that interview, reactions to the you know the ongoing complaints and criticisms that they have of the chief. Well, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I spent last Friday over there at EMS, and I spoke to a pretty large contingency of folks, and they were of the opposite. 
uh, connotation. So, uh, matter of fact, they were concerned. They were extremely concerned uh, about uh, the, a possible departure of Chief Russell and, and, and Stevens. Uh, they were extremely positive about how things are going. They were extremely positive about the direction we're headed. And so, you know, I mean, I guess I'll say this. I'll, you know, we'll continue to work it. We'll continue to move forward. And, uh, I know you, you I know you went, I know you went on Friday, but did you talk with the union folks after the letter? Have you sat down? Because I, I, I have not talked to with the union folks. And I'll tell you why. Because I've read the letter. I don't know what they want. Eric, Eric has tried to meet with the union folks. They want one thing, Andrew, one thing. And that's all they want. You can't really negotiate or work things out if, they, if you're going to sit in a silo and go, this is what we want and this is all we want. So, you know, and if they want to meet, they, can, they know... They got my number two. They know where I work at as well. So, but I mean, if if more know, than half well, of the if more than half of the employees say they want him so gone, what if half the employees are for sure so. So what if half the employees are for sure so? Okay, but that wouldn't you want to go I mean, talk to them? Ways. Wouldn't you want to talk to the employees who are upset? I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go talk. I'm gonna go talk to these folks first, and then I'll come back. Then I'll circle back. I'm. I'll circle back at that point. Okay. I mean, you know, all I hear is, well, we don't want them, we don't want them, we don't want them. Well, and then I hear about this, you know, these folks don't realize we don't have this revenue. Some of these folks go home. They go home. If we don't have this revenue, we don't have to deal with Stryker with all new equipment and ambulances. You mean from the transfers? I mean. The money that comes in from transfers, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. He, he said that yesterday. He know, yeah. They're aware. I mean, he specifically said they're well aware of the value of the transfers to the overall organization, you know, pay raises, new trucks, and all that. They, they, they know that. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> well, I, I mean. You want to get rid of the guy who puts the plan in place? I don't know what to do, plan in place. but it seems like if if but the real issue is Chief Torcell, I mean, if so, that's who they're upset with, somehow the information so who, is not who, getting who, through to you or Eric. That's so that's walk, the concern. Who, 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 who walks in the door and tells your boss, uh, no, this is what we want. Well, this is what we want. Now, I worked for a guy one time and said, hey, man wants a green, the boss wants a green suit, you on the green light. That's how you do this. That's, you, if you want to be in the position to make those calls, you make yourself promotable and promote up to the position where you make those calls. Right now, you need to come to work and play the role that you're here to play, and that's running ambulance. I mean, it is what it is. Nobody comes to work and tells their boss, no, nah, I'm not doing that today. No, I don't like you. I'm coming for you. Who, who goes to work and says that? Who goes to work and says that, Andrew? If I walk in today, or maybe, or maybe y'all can, maybe you walk in and tell whomever you boss is, hey, I don't like you. I'm coming for you. How's it going to go for you? How's it going to go? I'm just asking a question. Well, who walks what in? I, and what says I that? heard, what, and, I, what and I, and I heard yesterday, stays employed. What, what I heard yesterday in the coffee with the commissioner um, was all of the good things, and I didn't hear. Much rec and I and I heard Jeff Bergash basically saying these people must be incompetent because typically, um, you know, the people who raise the objections are the people who aren't doing so good, and so I'm thinking so now like 
more than half of the employees are not very competent. And I, I heard and, dismissal uh, who, of the concerns. Who says, it, who says it's half? Who says it's half? The union says their vote was 64 to 1. Uh, prove it. Okay. Prove it. I mean, I think that's fair to ask. That's all. I, that, that's my thing. Prove it. Prove it. But I would also say that's my problem. But talk, but talk to them too, right? I mean, shouldn't with no proof. Well, it's it, we're being treated on this. You know what I mean? On this date, at this time, this person did this, 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 or said this, 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 or whatever. I, I don't work with vague statements. You, you can't work with vague statements. Give me the date. Give me the time. I think that's fair to ask for. This I agree on, with you. I'm, yeah, absolutely. That I can work with, and I'm happy to work with that. But I'm not going to work with vague statements. I'm not going to work with innuendo. And some of these former employees, I don't have any good, anything good to say for them either. Uh, you know? I mean, you got if you, I, I'm all about it. Give me a date. Give me time. And you know what? I I reviewed a grievance yesterday. I said, no, 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 no. I don't agree. With, I, don't, I don't agree with this action. And I had two people in my, in my office, and it was an EMS grievance. So you don't agree with you don't agree with the disciplinary action? I said, no, I don't. I don't agree with this. I, I'm fair. <laughs> I'm honest. I'm open. But you're gonna have to call. You're gonna have to call the dates, call the times, and give me the examples that's how this works you don't get to go well we're being mistreated okay well, well qualify your statement qualify your statement you, well 99 percent. you know how the vote works for a union certification it doesn't matter if 128 people show up or five people show up it's the majority of who shows up if five people show up and five people vote, vote yeah, we want, to, we want we want to keep a union, then you keep the union. That's what they do. It's not the majority of the whole class that's covered by the union. That's not how that works. So when they say 99%, well, prove it. Be transparent. I agree with prove all it. I agree with all of that. What I'm concerned about and I think I think we're actually on the same page with this is if there is this widespread dissatisfaction with the work environment and a feeling that the leadership style and skills of Chief Torcell are the issue that's making things hard for them, that would be something you would want to know and want to figure out if there's a way to solve for that problem because what you ultimately want is happy employees, and what you've got right now apparently is unhappy employees, at least a number of them, and I – hear you saying that you want to solve for that. You just want details that you can actually act on rather than sort of vague allegations, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I think I that's what they, long, that's what they, and that's what they would say too. You know, that's what, that's what they want to hear. And that's and, what they I want to But, but I would say this, Andrew, I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to go back to the wild west days in the MS or in the other department. We're not going to go back to the days of we're just going to do what we want to. We're not going to go back to the days of some, greatly unprofessional behavior going on. We will not go back to those days. No matter who's in charge over there, as long as I'm the administrator, we will not go back to those days because I will not tolerate some of that behavior that was going on back in those days. I mean, we're just not going to do it. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to put up with it. 
So it doesn't matter if it's Torcell or somebody else. We're not going backwards. So it is what it is. We're going to move forward. We're going to be successful. Everybody's going to see we are going to be successful. It's that there's no other, there's no, there's no other option for me. We will be successful. Well, that that is something that I know you and you and I both want for the County. I know Eric Gilmore wants for the County. And I think, I mean, I think the union folks want that for the county too, uh, you know, as well as the non-union employees. So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay, well, that I mean, so you, you don't think the union wants what's best for the county is what I hear you saying. I think the union. I think there's a contingency of contingency of folks. And I'm just gonna be honest with you. I think there's a contingency of, a contingency of folks. I don't, and I really don't think it's a large contingency. They want what's best for them. That's what they want. They don't want to be held accountable. They want to do what they want to do. And you know what? If that's their posture, then that's their posture. But I can't work with that. I can't work with that. And no, an organization cannot be successful if the tail's going to wag the dog. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. Tail's not going to wag the dog here. If they want to come to the table, if they want to be reasonable, then that's fine. We'll sit down and we'll be reasonable. And you know what? And I'm not saying things are perfect because they're not. There are things that I learned last week that we absolutely need to address and we absolutely absolutely need to work on. And we will and we are. But I can't work with ultimatums. Not going to do that. You got to come in. We're going to talk. We're going to be reasonable. If we can't talk and be reasonable, well, then we'll, we'll we'll decide how to move forward from there. I will tell you, just based on the sampling of the text that I'm getting in as you're talking, I'm getting a really split. Sure. I'm get I'm just getting a real split. Half of them are like, I totally agree with Wes. Uh, you know, this is this makes perfect sense. And another half that are like, uh, this is terrible. He needs to listen and talk to these people. And I think it's I even I hear what you're saying. And uh, if I were in your position, I can see why you're saying what you're saying, and I would just like to get to the bottom of it. And if it is just a small group of disaffected people, well, that's a problem. And if it's a large group of frustrated employees who can't stand their manager, that's also a problem. And I, what I hear you saying is you're willing to get to the bottom of it, but you've got to have things that you can work on, which I, I agree with that. I think that's a fair position to take. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have time to get to all the other good stuff going on in the county and all the interesting things that are going on. Uh, we're totally out of time. But, uh, Wes, as always, I appreciate the time. I appreciate you addressing and answering the questions uh, directly. And I, I know you and I and Eric Gilmore share the goal of let's make EMS the best that it can be. Let's serve the residents who we're supposed to serve. Let's uh, help people in their health care and let's make money all at the same time, right? Hey, we're going to be successful, Andrew. That's the goal, be successful. Make the, make the system better than we are today to move forward, and we will continue to add personnel. We'll continue to add positions. We'll continue to have good equipment, and we will move forward, and we will be successful. Amen. Uh, Wes Brown, he's the Scambia County Administrator. Uh, as always, thanks for the time, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, Andrew. Thank you. You bet. 651 on News Radio 923. Sorry, we completely skipped over Jake for I That's think okay. what you'd say were obvious reasons. That, that, dude, no, I was sitting, man, my hands are sweaty. Like that. Wow. Okay.
All right. Um, this traffic report brought to you by Fresh from Florida. I am not seeing anything on our roadways to report. No accidents reported by FHP on the maps here. I'm not seeing any congestion or slowdowns. I-10, I-110 at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is good. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90, no accidents in your way there. And Highway 29 South through Cantonment is looking good. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Tax season is here, and it's time to turn your refund into peace of mind with Jim's Firearms. Jim's Firearms is your go-to destination for top-notch personal protection. You're also going to want to secure your spot for one of their upcoming concealed carry classes. Use your refund wisely and invest in safety. Check out their wide selection online at jimsfirearms.net or visit the store in Pensacola at the corner of Serena Road and Blue Angel Parkway. Jim's Firearms, protecting what matters most. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. David's Catfish serves only the best Mississippi catfish, fresh Gulf seafood, and delicious homemade sides. Weekday specials include two times Tuesday, six free shrimp added to the six-piece dinner. Wednesdays offer lunch basket specials and everyone's favorite Shrimp-tastic Thursday, five bucks off all-you-can-eat shrimp. Serving fresh seafood daily. Visit David's Catfish House on Dogwood Drive in Milton and New Warrington Road in Pensacola. See you at David's. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out this morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights 7 to 10, before WEAR TV News on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Average for a gallon of gas, 327. Florida average is 333. In Mississippi, it's 285. And in California, it's 464. In Navarre, it's 309 at the uh, West Stations west of 87. And in the Sefco, up 87. Uh, 298 at the uh, Liberty, is that in uh, Tiger Point area? No, the Circle K, sorry. 314 in Gulf Breeze proper. 309 in Milton, Pace, and Pea Ridge. Everybody's 309. Uh, if you're in Pensacola on 9 Mile, the Walmart is 299. 305 at the Shell down uh, US 29 towards I-10. And coming in from the southwest side, looks like 309 at the Shell at Cervantes. 656 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, we just did traffic. We uh, don't need to do it again. Uh, <laughs> we're just kind of late and early to that one. Uh, let's see. We got Steve Taylor in the newsroom with our headlines. By the way, before we go to Steve, if you want to text me your thoughts about the West Miranda interview, you had a lot of people calling. And like I said, it was basically a very split bag. Um, some who said that um, you know they didn't think that Wes was doing a good job, and some who said they totally agree with him and think that the union's a bunch of crybabies. So you know, very split on this issue. Steve is in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve. Well, good morning. Three people are in custody after yesterday's mass shooting at the Kansas City Super Bowl victory rally, and police are looking for answers. At least one person was killed, and over 20 others injured as gunfire broke out among a crowd of thousands. Police have yet to determine a motive there. Victims of Jeffrey Epstein are suing the U.S. government. A 
dozen victims filed a lawsuit yesterday. They're accusing the FBI of allowing and enabling Epstein sex trafficking for over two decades. And this was probably not exactly the Valentine's Day experience this Florida woman was expecting. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd says her ex-boyfriend, Anthony Lewis, allegedly made off with a couple of Sandhill Crane statues from somebody else's yard and then put them in her yard in an effort to make up with her. Well, in a video posted to the department's Facebook page, Judge says the statues were a gift to the victim, though where they were before the guy stole them, and they were a gift to the victim from her late husband. Judge says Lewis had 39 previous burglary and theft charges too and is now behind bars in Polk County and still her ex-boyfriend. And that's what's happening. All right. Thanks so much, Steve. 437-1620, some of these texts. Somebody says, uh, good job, by the way. I appreciate you bringing this uh, to the attention of the public rather than having it hidden in the background. Somebody says, he is not a leader and leadership is, um, uh, sorry, about Wes. I'm sorry, but this guy's not a manager. He does not belong in the county administrator role. Uh, Leadership is what it's going to take to move this issue forward. Somebody else says, he's 100% right. We have nothing but crybabies in this county today, country today, working for government, and there's only in it for their own advancement and not for the country. Uh, see, somebody else says, uh, let's see, that was stressful. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, somebody says, wow, what a segment with Moreno. Somebody else says, amen, Wes. Uh, somebody else says, have the union people given specific examples of the problems? Uh, I would say some, yes, not so much. Uh, more detail could definitely be given, uh, I would think is, uh, you know, and that's why where I agree with Wes is, and I think, you know, I'm not the person to give those examples. That's what the people who are disgruntled should give those examples. And that's why I hope that, you know, Eric Gilmore and Wes Moreno will sit down with the people who are unhappy and find out from them the specific, potentially actionable examples. Because, again, look, if it is a small, you know, badly motivated group of people, then that's its own problem. I don't think that's the case at all. Having talked to them and talked to other people as well, I think that's not the issue. If it's a large group of very unhappy, frustrated people dealing with a climate that is hostile to them and that's a problem. What do you what do you do to solve that problem? Uh, the issues in EMS are longstanding and they seem to change all the time, but um, I'm not sure that dismissing it as simply a few bad actors is going to solve anything. Stream us at newsradio923.com. News Radio 923. WNRP Golf Breeze Milton, Pensacola.